Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes have arrived in Quintown and things are getting complicated. Juniper realized her bite may be more than she expected. Quinny failed to convince his parents they needed to flee the town, and Butthole began to formulate a plan to get the townsfolk to safety. Can our heroes save the day before one of their many enemies attacks? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. So Juniper, you're examining the bite marks uh, on your arm with uh, Doc Shinbone um, that you uh, obtained uh, during the attack by uh, some of the fries earlier. And though you've managed to lay on hands and kind of close up the wounds, uh, they still remain. What, if anything, would you like to do at the doctor's office to take a better look at this, knowing that the pain seems to have subsided, but it's just sort of a dull ache? Um... Uh... Hmm. I, well, I mean, I'd like to ask the doctor if he like if he's seen this before. I sure. Wants well, to do a medicine check from old yeah. Doc Chenbo. Um So he uh, he looks at it and um, he does seem puzzled, um, and he just says, "Well, as I said, uh, I'm more used to just doing kind of uh, topical uh, creams and ointments and, and that sort of thing." So this certainly looks like a healed wound. Uh, when you when you touched your magic finger to it, or or whatever you did there, it, it seemed to do a pretty effective job. Uh, but it the, the skin does seem a little angry, um, which is odd. Are you in a tremendous amount of pain, or just a little bit of discomfort? No, I mean it's 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 not comfortable, and usually it's pretty comfortable afterwards. Well, this does just kind of look like a dog bite. Uh, uh, may, but, maybe you've got rabies. Okay. Um, and I I will lay on hands on myself again, but this time uh, to cure one disease. Yep. Um, rabies. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. So um, he like turns around holding. <laughs> <laughs> like a little vial he's he's in the middle of mixing and just watches you touch your arm again and his eyes kind of go wide and says oh i didn't know magic fingers could do that too oh guess i'll save this one for later then always good to have them on hand you know um and he puts it back on the shelf uh do you regain hit points as well uh i'm full on hit points so i will just expend five of my well great in order to, to yeah. fire it off uh, you do so, and uh, it does not change. Well, I'm a bit stumped now. Um, have you got anything for rabies? Small <laughs> smile, and he turns back around and gets the file and he said, See, I told you these always do come in handy. Uh, waste not, want not. Um, and he uh, hands you a little file. Um, you get the sense that uh, whatever he's mixed up is, is likely fine. Um, in modern medical terms, this would likely like knock you on your ass for a while and might treat it, but it's not 
not this is by no means a a you know cure. Cure. It's probably more of a suppressant. Um, so it's going to suppress the rabies because it's definitely rabies, right? Totally. Um, or your ability to function. Who God, knows? I'm so thirsty all of a sudden. No, I'm scared of water. <laughs> Shit. Jaw locking up. <laughs> You're both. You got it right. Yeah, You're both. All, all of the above. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, I assume you take the the rabies uh, uh, sort of topical herbal, well, not topical, but yeah. I mean, if this doesn't work, um. Doc, okay, let's say this isn't rabies and say what bit me was some sort of were-beast. As in you were unaware of its geographical location in... Uh, I'm sorry, I, I'm a little bit confused. As in W-E-R-E. A were-beast? So uh, something you kill. Where? Um, where what? A w- wolf? Sorry, it's a wolf. A wolf well, bit you. ish, but like a person... Two. Kind of goes maybe back and you forth. have rabies. Uh, this is concerning. Um, <laughs> he like goes for a thermometer um, and says, uh, "I think you 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 might be a little more affected there than uh, than we initially thought." Jennifer, you get the sense he has no fucking idea what to wear, where anything is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a small town doctor. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, at which point uh, you start to hear a bell ring. Um, and uh, his, his eyes kind of, uh, his bushy eyebrows go up and he just says, oh, looks like, a, looks like a town hall meeting's being called. Oh, these are always a treat. You've come at a very ex- exciting time if there's going to be a town hall meeting. Might even be a barn dance afterwards. Um, and uh, he says, so, but, you know, only come if you're feeling up to it. If not, you're certainly welcome to rest here. And I can certainly, uh, you know, continue to, to treat your ailments as best I can. No, I'll, I'll, I'll come. I think I know what this is about. Oh, well, that puts you one step ahead of me. Um, hang on. I got to put on my good hat. And he goes and gets a, like, uh, and admittedly very, like, he's clearly taken very good care of this hat, but it matches his, his jacket and his, his little pinstripe suit. And he, he puts it on, makes him look a little bit like a 1930s gangster. Um, but, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's doing his best. Uh, and he says, well, then uh, let's, let's go to the meeting. All right, and um, Juniper like puts a bandage around her arm um, just in case compression will help. You never know. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, and uh, you proceed to wheel out with him. Um, Quinny, uh, what did you do after you left uh, your parents' house? <clears throat> uh, I waited outside for Butthole, waited for him to uh, kind of come out. I'm assuming that was a short conversation. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that he was he was ready, ready to kind of wrap it up. Um, when he steps outside with... Uh, Crendon, there we go. Uh, uh, I'd say, uh, all right, we should probably go find Juniper, whatever she's up to, and, and together kind of we'll address everyone in the center of town. Yeah, I've got a plan now. So I'm thinking if, if you want to make the the emotional plea for the fact that everybody's got to leave, then I can hit him with a, like a, a promise from the crown kind of thing. I talked with your parents for a second, so I think I know what will get them to go with us. What? What will get them to go? No, no, no. It'll be better if I just do it with them. I still got to sort out the details in my head. Why can't I know? They're my parents. Well, it's about the town. It's not just about them specifically. It's a little bit about them specifically. I'm not Well, a they saint. said they didn't want to leave because they were worried about their farm. So I'm coming up with a way where they can know the farm is safe, but go with us so that they don't have to be on the farm. You know, take them away and we promise to bring them back kind of thing. All right. And where's Ginny? Ginny? Oh, she's yeah. right here. 
Yeah, I'm here. She steps out from behind butthole. Um, <laughs> and honestly, Quinny, she's pretty stealthy. That was a yeah. good. Uh, that was a. That was a yeah. good. A good hide. Uh oh, there you are. Uh, <laughs> go, go to your mom's uh, and uh, and tell her to start packing up as well. Uh, I got to make an announcement to get yeah, everybody so, on the road. So sorry to to be clear. You want me to go and tell my mom. The Quinny Brown Barrow says she has to pack up all her shit and go. Quinny Brown Barrow and the King of a Car and the I, Sheriff. I think her mom might need to come to this meeting. It seems like there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Maybe we should, it, how do we call a meeting in this town? Is there a we way we can do this fast? Show up and start talking, and since it people are, you know, nosy, they'll just be like, "Oh, what's going on?" And then they'll, they'll just come. It's fine. I'm Jenny, about to get something... so much fucking produce thrown at me. Goddamn, Jenny, he's been away for like. <laughs> 14 years so is there something we could do faster to get everybody to show up yeah we installed a bell and it's like classic like yeah and it's also clearly like you know for every every amount of of sort of shit she's thrown to the town there is a bit of that hometown pride thing and she goes yeah yeah it it was actually i mean it was kind of cool everyone kind of you know came together and chipped in a little bit and then we had to find a traveling bell merchant and i got to go like you know, it doesn't matter now. Um, yeah, there's a bell. Uh, I, I can go ring it if you want. Oh, that's great. Get... Times have really changed here. Maybe we can bring the bell with us. Uh, <laughs> Quinny goes. Quinny leaves for the. Uh, the and Judy just turns the butthole and she's like, "It's really heavy. Why the fuck would we bring a bell with us?" He's a he's a weird guy. So two quick thoughts. One thought about this inside. Realized it. Everybody's going to be calling me King Butthole, and we have to maintain authority. But I'm Quinny's friend, which makes you my niece, so you can call me Uncle Butthole. Ah, oh, fuck. I was gonna beat. I was gonna try and beat you to that, <laughs> to that joke, to the Uncle Butthole joke. Yeah, I was gonna uh, be like, Jenny, you want some, you want some advice? If you ever need anything from the king at all, you just throw a little Uncle Butthole out there, and he is, he is clay in your hands. But <laughs> you fucking beat me to it. He'll establish it himself because he's fucking yeah. dumb. Yeah, Uncle Butthole, and then. Quinny's probably going to wander around and make a bunch of people angry, and I don't think talking to anyone in advance is going to help him. So, do you think you can sneak past Quinny and ring that bell before he gets there? Um, and her eyes kind of narrow in excitement, and she says, "Uncle Butthole, I'm the second best thief in the world." Uh, and then she just takes off running um, at at you know in pure stealth. Uh, Quinny, I don't think you'd be looking for her. So I don't know if I need to roll a stealth check for her or not. Do you think you'd be like, what, what is your, what do you, do you want my passive perception? Sure. Let's go with that. under that. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. I have confidence in my daughter. Uh, it's a 10. Uh, my cool. passive perception. She's, she's good then. Yep. Um, so, um, she, she kind of does a full, like narrow to run back, uh, like behind you with like, with her arms out and the, like the cape fluttering. Um, <laughs> that's good. That's good and, stuff. Uh, like, just like does a full Scott Pilgrim through a window, leap into a bush um, <laughs> uh, before starting to like Assassin's Creed her way up the tower. That's right. Three separate genres. Say, holy cow. Uh, but that's that's how wow. cool she is. Um, so uh, she begins to, to climb the tower. Um, Quinny, where are you headed? Uh, just down one of the paths, kind of between some farmhouses, between like two other properties, just heading into into the town square sort of area where there's more like buildings and sort of a more of a market. Sure. Yep. Um, so as you you step out, uh, two major things kind of uh, catch your catch your eye. Uh, the first, of course, is you um, standing dramatically, um, you know, 
eyes to the horizon, hand on hip. You have a full like uh, Zephyrin Cochran in first contact. Like they made a statue of me, like because <laughs> uh, uh, it doesn't really look like you. It looks right. like the idea how, of me. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Like it looks like you know the hero halfling of Waterdeep um, would look. Um, and like you've got a pumpkin under your foot. Like they're still they still kind right, of dressed yeah. you up in the trappings of the town. Yeah, um, there are wreaths. Uh, that have clearly been like recently replaced um, around the 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 uh, sort of the epitaph base, um, and uh, yeah, it doesn't quite look like you, but it does look majestic as hell. Uh, you do note that there are no stones to steal from the eyes, so really, is it a Quinny statue if you can't rob it? I don't know, but uh, they built it for a, a guardsman, not a thief, so I suppose it'll have to do. Yeah. Um, stranger still, beyond uh, beyond the statue, um, you see the old inn. Um, that Mirabelle's family owns. Um, and you notice that uh, where uh, it was once called the Lazy Leaf, uh, it has now been renamed Mirabelle's Rest. Mm. And uh, you're, um, you have kind of one of those weird moments of, of serendipity where you're kind of, like if we're framing this for film, you're seeing the statue in the foreground and that sign in the background. And it's a really strange juxtaposition kind of of like, what life could have perhaps been if you'd stayed, but also both of it is kind of a lie in a strange way. Right. Um, but it's just an odd, you know, it's one of those odd moments of going back to your hometown that that is is strange. Um, similar to Scrooge going back to his childhood uh, school, you're kind of struck by the sights and the smells of the downtown where you and Mirabelle would have spent time um you and some of the other kids obviously you and your 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 folks um it's uh it's a small town square uh the statue's dead center um there's a uh, mirabelle's rest uh there's um uh mcdugan's general store um which has been owned by many people no one knows who mcdugan was but they decided that it was a good enough name for the store that they've just kind of kept it um it's essentially the uh ruth's chris steakhouse of uh quinton where it's just a name that means nothing passed down yep. um there is uh, the town hall um that sure enough has been uh upgraded a little bit to include a bell the upgrade kind of looks like shit. uh it's one of those weird like heritage buildings that gets another building slapped on it jobs <laughs> um where there's like a very bright white recently ish built um, bell tower that's been attached to this kind of beautiful old barn um, that you would know was the first, generally regarded as the first barn um, that kind of kicked off Cornucopia back in the day. Um, and then, yeah, otherwise, um, certainly market stalls, um, you know, places for for uh, people to pull in. Um, there is um, uh, Slick Tricks uh, used card emporium. Um, which is uh, essentially like the, you know, wherever you live in the world, the so-and-so county Ford, where it's just like, yeah, you know, here are all the used cars of the general area and people can buy them and whatnot. And I'm, I'm here to help you. Um, but of course, given that you guys need carts, uh, Slick Tricks is likely the, uh, the, the place to go. Slick Trick is also like the, he stands out like a sore thumb in town. He is, he is the, the guy who kind of fancies himself a, a fancy city guy in in the small town and everyone kind of tolerates him more because he adds flavor than that they actually respect his status 
Um, but uh, always dressed the nines, um, you know, definitely a character about town. You kind of have to wonder if he still owns the place because he was already kind of getting on uh, when you knew him. Um, but yeah, um, and then beyond this, uh, in the distance, you can see the school, um, the uh, the doctor's shack, uh, the uh, small temple of Pelor, as well as some of the other farms, kind of the roads that lead to the other farms that you're, you're well aware of. And like walking around, like, I mean, we both grew up in relatively the same neighborhood, like, like walking the back streets of the suburbs, like yeah. you fully know what each turnoff is, you know, you know exactly where everything goes. Um, and though there are some new, you know, trees and rocks here or there that have been moved, um, it generally feels, All the feels same. comfortable. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so I think I stand in front of that statue for a minute before I kind of move on with the, the job that needs doing. Uh, and I'm looking for that bell and I'm wondering, does the bell start ringing before I get there? Um, given, given my daughter's role. Yeah. I rolled really well for her. So, um, as you're staring, <laughs> it's one of those moments where you like pull up in front of the statue and you just stare up and suddenly a bell starts ringing and it's almost as though it's related <laughs> in, in one of those ways where occasionally you're just like, what? Um, but, uh, yeah, the bell starts ringing and suddenly um, people start like flooding out of uh, the various um, places. And man, if there was a record to scratch at this point, uh, <clears throat> it would scratch. Um, because though you are just staring up at a statue, for everyone coming out of these buildings, they're seeing uh, a hero of, of myth and legend at this point, a folk hero, you know, epic black cloak swung out behind him you know hair tussled dramatically blowing the wind like luke skywalker looking at the twin sons of tatooine an eye patch and a scar denoting his his adventures um looking dramatically up at a statue that seems in turn to be looking dramatically down at him <laughs> um and uh you you just hear uh, a voice yell great scott it's quitty brown barrow Ah, oh, shit. Okay. Hi, friends. It's me, Butthole, and I'm here to talk to you about how you can join some kind of Discord thing where you can talk with me and with Queenie and with Alan and with all of the other friends. There are even, like, Prince Mudbutts there and a bunch of other people. All you have to do is apparently become a patron of our ear plays for one dollar. If you just do it one time, I mean, you should do more. Everyone's got a chip in at the fortress, but if you just do that one time, then you get to join a patron-only exclusive Discord forever, plus... You get pre-session chats and DM chats at the end of every arc of some show called Dum Dums and Dragons. They tell me it's related to me somehow, but I'm not really sure. So, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And if you pay that dollar to join that Discord, you get a chance for me to say hello, new friend, to you. Uh, hi, hello there. Um, there's just like a, like a burst of applause, uh, and shock, um, and, and screams, a guy faints, 
uh, immediately the town rushes you and just like hoists you up on their shoulders. Well, no, no, hold on now. No. Um, and starts like <laughs> kind of that. bouncing you around uh, mosh stop? pit style. Um, and uh, you hear just over like uh, the, the mayor clearly has like a cone, a cone of yelling. Yeah. Um, and he, he just yells, everyone, everyone, uh, quickly, quickly. The hero has returned. The hero has returned. I proclaim these Quinny days. I uh, put me and down. It's just like uh, I'm, I'm a yell angry. of applause. Um, and uh, immediately, like, um, just get the printing press going. Someone get garlands. Uh, ow. Hey, watch that fucking hand, pal. Just like getting, <laughs> getting less and less diplomatic the more yeah. I'm being kind of like hoisted about. Butthole's watching. It's adorable. He turns to Karen and he's like, so you've had iced tea and food. Do you need anything else? Like, this isn't a traditional prisoner. You've got to shut up things. Like, we're friends here. Honestly, I'm just the background. You just hear, I do not like being picked up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I honestly, and he, he turns to, he's actually got like tears in his eyes and he's just like, I, I didn't, I didn't realize this was what we were putting under threat, you know? So no, I'm, I'm good. All right, you're a good guy. If you need anything, you let me know. Otherwise, we're all just kind of wandering around together because we're twice the size of everyone else and don't want to get in the way. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but I think I may have broken one of those chairs. Do I have to add that to my list of things to atone for? Uh, Honestly, I think we're going to be doing a lot of moving, so stuff's going to get broken. You're okay, but I think we could just agree that maybe you owe that family a favor at some point. You know, just try to do yeah. it right. It's not really math. It's it's more you know philosophical than that. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I got a lot to learn. Yeah, but we got to give a speech once they put Quinny down. And he just looks back over to Quinny being tossed around. I by the am going to cut someone. <laughs> uh, and then you just hear, if anyone's going to cut someone, it's going to be me. And uh, Raquel Grassgreen is just standing there, like glowering at you from the door of Mirabelle's rest. Um, and she just yells, everybody, everybody, hey, hey, calm the fuck down. And like there's gasps at the, the cussing. Um, and she is uh, like she is basically like if you shrunk Michelle Rodriguez uh, to halfling height. Um, so just like ripped, uh, she's got like a couple of great tattoos on her biceps. Um, she's like clearly the proprietor of the inn. So she's wearing one of those kind of like, she's essentially got on like a service apron that is formal to the waist. So she can stand behind the front counter and seem like the attendant and then just like pure utility belt from the way down. Um, and, uh, she's just kind of like glaring up, up you and she just says, Hey, assholes, if he's here. What's with the statue? We were told he was dead. Hey, are you dead? Uh, okay, all right. Ser put, put me down now, folks. Seriously, I, I got I got something to say. Uh, and they do because they had not occurred. It had not occurred to them that this might be awkward. And now that they've realized it, it is literally just like someone having a fight at a Gilmore Girls town hall meeting. Uh, and Stars Hollow is both here for it, but also does not want to get in the way. Uh, so they they lower you down um, and just hear someone whisper in your ear, you're my hero. Um, and uh, then they step away. It's like it's too close and it's too like it's whisper, but it's too loud in the ear. So I'm just like, ah, like just and then I <laughs> I, I, I find a uh, a higher kind of place to speak from 
I just kind of scamper up if there's the statue. It's the <laughs> fucking statue. All right. Uh, and butthole from where he's standing will subtly thaumaturgy you because he can enhance the power of your voice so the whole crowd can hear you easily without you having to yell. Yep. Uh, I'll turn around and give you a thumbs up for that. Appreciate that. Uh, Got a lot and of- uh, Juniper, you induction bone arrive, obviously, to this this commotion. I but I'll get you away from across the crowd, Juniper. Like, but okay. he's letting. This yeah, happen. it's just Juniper to like lifts up her uninjured arm. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh yeah, all right, hi." Just like one of the weakest ways, just like, "Oh fuck me," just kind of <laughs> feeling like a heel. Um, uh, people of Cornucopia, or it's Quentin, or Quentin, uh, as you now seem to call it. Uh, yes, I was dead. That is that is true. Um, I, the details of my life and death have been somewhat, uh, and I, I like look at the statue that I'm like leaning against, uh, like I'm standing up on like the, I don't know how big this thing is, but, uh, uh it, it, I would say it's like uh, a standard human size. So okay. it is, it is large. You're also okay. so it's a like little halfling proportion, but like up to like human size on a statue yeah, on, yeah. on top of like a plinth or whatever you would call yeah. that thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, um, you are a little alarmed this close up that it looks like just a fucking little bit like Reginald, which is just salt in the wound. <laughs> horrifying. You know, uh, just, okay. uh, just a classic war hero. So then I'm sitting on the head of this thing with my feet kind of on each shoulder uh, <laughs> to like stabilize me is basically, I guess, how I'm doing it. Uh, and so I like look down at it through my legs. Uh, I say uh, um, details of my life and death were somewhat uh, exaggerated or, or misrepresented. But uh, the, the fact is I, I, I died saving a friend uh and that same friend brought me back um and in a uh in in a similar effort uh i'm here to to save you people you folk my friend and i my friends and i all are are here to save you folk um and in turn we hope that you'll help save us help save the world you see there's uh there's a war going on outside these walls you may or may not know about uh in fact, uh, it's like a full-on apocalyptic event out there. Necromancy, the dead rising from their graves, uh, monsters and fiends and gods alike, all wreaking havoc and vying for power. And there is there's one man who's fighting for us, who's, who's looking to restore peace. Uh, and that man is uh, King Butthole Farch of, of Aka. He's forming a resistance. I'm, I'm part of that resistance. And we need your help. But first we need to get all of you out of here because you're in grave danger. You see this, this town, this statue, all of it, all of the connection to me has, has put you in danger. You see, uh, in, in helping to form this alliance this rebellion whatever you want to call it uh it's drawn some really negative attention from some very bad people that would would want to hurt you in order to get to us so we have a safe place for you but it's not here i'm here to ask you all to pack up your things get the carts out get the wagons out load up we need to leave everyone we you're all coming with us um and uh there's like assorted muttering uh the crowd's like rabble 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 um uh 
<clears throat> and then um, there's uh, the mayor uh, comes out. Mayor Butter Brown is um, uh, just kind of like uh, I'm imagining him a little bit like the Bruce Campbell mayor from um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Okay. So just kind of like a little Elvis yeah. uh, type. So um, he comes out, and just slicks his, yeah. Yeah, slicks, slicks his pompadour back um, and just says, well, uh, we are honored uh, that that you you you've come to back, uh, Quinny, and uh, welcome to the the illustrious uh, King Butthole Farch. Um, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. You're not. It's literally butthole. Hmm. <laughs> um. But we, we, you may, and again, like reshaping the pompadour, uh, just says we. Uh, we have instituted a great uh, defensive maneuver from uh, one of our neighbors over at Treebury. Uh, Duff Dunsinane uh, was good enough, and like they kind of point to him, and and he's he's like he's a gruff looking guy. You notice there's a few people here who are like less jolly, and you get the sense that a bunch of the refugees uh, from Treebury ended up here. Um, and he just kind of like waves um, and said, uh, uh, "Helped us build this great wall of trees." So. We know that things are bad outside, but, you know, bad things are like storms. They eventually blow over. So we're just going to hang tight and keep keep things going. And, you know, nothing raises the spirits like a barn dance in Quinny days. So uh, we got both of those coming up, and I think okay, that's really going to do us pretty well. That's, but thank no, you. That's not going to do it. Uh, you look tremendously familiar. What's your name again? Oh, uh, I'm Mayor Butterbrown. We grew up together. We were best friends. Butterbrot, you're, you're the mayor now? Yeah, I'm sorry. Also, you were not, you're also definitely not best friends. He's yeah. just been telling everyone you were best friends uh, yeah, in the way no. that people often do with sports heroes. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, that's, sorry, that's neither here nor there right now. Uh, great to catch up with you, but you're telling me a, a, a defensive tactic maneuver that you adopted from Treeberry is uh, what you're putting your the stock of your safety in currently? Because I don't, does anyone here know what happened to Treeberry? Yeah, Duff puts up his hands like, yeah, it was overrun. That's why we came here and built the wall, but it's kept the zombies out for a while. It's good. It's, it might be, it, it, I, you know what? I don't doubt that it's effective against zombies, um, but there are more than zombies out there now, especially now that I'm back, so to speak, from the dead. Um, this place won't stand up to a, a proper siege from the legions of undead, from mercenary bands, from Juniper nature deities. Juniper just yells, universes colliding. Yeah, the, the collision of multiple universes, that's a whole thing. Um, you mean like when people from Treebury came here and it was kind of weird because they're similar but different than us? That was really two worlds colliding. That was a weird one, yells Ivan Callow, who runs the dairy farm. Uh... Also, Ivan, hi, Quinny. Hi, Ivan. It's not like that. Uh, it, uh, it's not like that. I'm sorry to say. Uh, uh, just, and then uh, from from the back, you just hear Ginny be like, "It's like if you bash two eggs together." And everyone's like, "Oh, oh, eggs, yes. oh, no, it's not oh, good for God, either egg. God, oh yes, man, so both those fun. eggs I gotta break. write that down. That'll, that's oh. really good." Like Quinny, you just hear Butthole's voice in your ear with his thaumaturgical cell phone, and he's just like, "Let me know when you want me to tag in on this." Like, oh man, like yesterday, man. I <laughs> I hate uh, this. I will okay, say just, though, 
Sorry, go ahead, Brian. Oh, no, oh go for it, Tom. No, no, that's fine. Um, as uh, as the, these kind of like additional debates are happening, you do notice that everyone from Treebury is just kind of falling away from the crowd and is like going to start packing their stuff up, okay. uh, including Duff, who is clearly like the minute you're like, yeah, it works against the undead, but not the other things. He's just like, mm-hmm. Like he built it specifically to stop <laughs> zombies from wandering in. And if that's not the threat, he's like, oh, no, fuck no, man. Like that's it. it it's like. It's like saying like the shark can't get through my mosquito netting, and it's like it can, it, it will. I yeah. didn't build it to stop sharks, so they they all uh, disperse, and you can see that they're they're starting to head. And you can notice that some of the um, the townsfolk are certainly observing that, like they they notice that that people are starting to go. But again, they they trust the mayor. I mean, he's been the mayor for at least two seasons, uh, two and a half, and honestly, odds are he might get another one. So, you know. <laughs> Right. Uh, I think to prove how distant we were, like not not sorry, not, it's not being done as proof, but it's an inadvertent thing that Quinny has, where he's like, uh, "Butter, butter guy, uh, <laughs> May, <laughs> the mayor, butter brown, butter brown, butter brown." You know, old yes. we, we we were buddies. Yes, you know, butter. brown barrel, butter brown. Yes. Uh, yeah, look, I'm I'm gonna talk with Mayor Butter Buddy about the logistics of you know getting everyone out of here and things like that but in the meantime uh please uh, uh lend your ears to uh the king of akai he's here himself to to enlist your help and to provide his aid uh it's it's king king butthole farch yeah and, and butthole like, has has swung off his his big furry coat and he's like Corinne, can you hold on to this and are you willing to talk to like help us convince these people this is dangerous um i'm i mean sure Great. Okay. And he just gives him his coat and then he goes up and Butthole's just like Juniper has been clapping, by the way. Just like Honestly, everyone else will too. These people like yeah. like they like circum pomp and circumstance. So they're all, <laughs> all all clapping too and like they seem pretty jazzed about it. It's kind of nice that they all get to clap. Friends, halflings, country folk of Quinton. My name is King Butthole Futch, rightful ruler of a car and leader of the resistance. I mean, we could just say I'm kind of an anti-zombie enthusiast. <laughs> now, clearly, the zombies have been taken care of. You are safe from those things. Yet you have chosen the name of a hero for this town. You've allied yourself with Quinny and what is right in this world. And there are a lot of people who don't want this world to be right. And yes, could you stay here from zombies? Sure. But there is a mercenary army that would punish you for even having named your town this. You can talk to Crendon over there. He's one of them later. But first, let's just keep this focused here. I'm reformed. Working yep. on it. Sorry. There are also gods and monsters that will come here the moment that this place is discovered. And they can do far more than the trees. They can shake the earth itself. Uh, and he casts Thaumaturgy because you can cause minor localized earthquakes. And he says, <laughs> and they have harnessed the power of flame. Uh, and all the fires in the area just explode higher. Uh, and he looks at them and he says, I don't want to rob you of your lands. These are good lands. These are your lands. And I know that there is no ruler in this area. But what I can promise you is that if you come with us, my friend Juniper, and he just points to her towards the back of the crowd. She's like waving both arms now. And the doctor is like doing a full on like next to you in like an ad for either real estate agents or a 90s hip hop album. <laughs> and is kind of pretending he's with you and is like nodding right. Um, right. and just giving you like the thumb over his shoulder and, and you know. 
Juniper will bless these lands so that they continue to grow even if untended. So when you return, they'll be better than they ever were before. We'll take you to a fortress where you and your people can provide all of the food you have to keep everyone alive through this winter of the undead. And in the end, I will return you to these lands and we will declare this a new nation under its own control, the nation of Quinlandia. And one of you will be named the farm baron, whoever you choose and will sit at my high table and become a voice for your people, not just here, but around the world. Because you are a treasure, and you deserve to survive this winter of death. Uh, and a, a massive uh, cheer goes up from the crowd. Um, and uh, someone, you just hear someone say like, I hope I get to be the Baron for a season. Um, and uh, then um, Raquel kind of steps forward and says, uh, hey, you're saying that... Uh, this town allied itself with good. And Quinny there, and she like points at the town hall that you've gone into, Quinny. It's like, not many people here share this opinion, but I know a couple of people he hurt pretty badly. Now, you say you're his friend. You say you, you brought him back from the dead. Yes. Why? Why is Quinny worth following? Because Quinny is trying to save people and trying to do the right thing, despite the fact that he was flawed. He is flawed. We're all flawed. I mean, I don't claim to be a perfect person, and I'm sure you don't either. The important thing God. is <laughs> we're striding to do better. And everything he has done, every step he has taken, Quinny has taken one step forwards. There are occasional steps back. I tried to make him a king, and he realized he didn't want that power because he would have to make hard choices for others. Quinny saves. Quinny used to steal, and Quinny used to be self-centered. But Quinny is a shining example of the greatness with all of us. Not the perfection. I don't know what that is. But he's trying to do the right thing. And it's hard not to back the guy trying to do the right thing when he's looking after other people first. It'd be a lot easier. I mean, theoretically, if we're walking down this like dark path for people to come in and just take the food from you and our enemies would. We don't want that. We want to protect you and we want to protect what you own and we want to help you build a bright future. And we want you to not be eaten by zombies or killed by the ground god or invaded by Crendon's friends. He'll explain if you ask him. Yeah, they're assholes. Don't. Don't don't hang out here. Sorry. Carry on. I'm not asking you to follow Quinny blindly. I'm just asking you to live and to hope and to let us help you. Um, Quinny, inside uh, the town hall, uh, you've heard all of this uh, through your Thom Churchill cell phone. Um, yeah, okay. As, right. uh, as you talk... <laughs> Talk to uh, Mayor Brown Bottom or uh, Brown uh, Butter Brown. What did you attempt? Uh, oh, what did I you do want to do? do? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what What was your intent? Is because I imagine you wouldn't listen to the first part of the speech uh, about like everything's gonna be fine. Blah blah blah. You your ears would perk up when uh, you know Butter started talking about all the cool stuff you've done. Um, even if you don't really want to listen to that, you have other things. It'd be very hard, I think, to not listen to that. Yeah, it's um, distracting. Yeah. What uh, What was your intent with the mayor? Um to get him on side to get like the mayor support in this like 
like I think Quinny's mindset is like this is going to happen one way or another. Yep. He's just trying to grease the wheels and make it as smooth a, a transition as possible while we have time before mm-hmm. it is a crisis before like the wolves, the literal wolves are at our door kind mm-hmm. of thing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. I get that. So he's talking logistics. He's talking about how it would look so good for him and the upcoming season. Oh, uh, you know, the like, like imagine, imagine a local hero who stays local. Oh, shit. Statue of Butterbrown out there. What? Butterbrown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. Yes. Yeah. Alongside you, could we, like, the two best buds? Could could be. That's, that's could an be, option yeah, on the Yeah, the two, two best friend statues. Uh, you know, it could even be, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Could be that that statue, you know, we're, we're physically kind of similar. You got to keep keep it trim you're pretty phys you got a similar physique that you're like you pats his paunch proudly yep. and yep and i pat it too uh yeah you know, that that statue there could kind of be like repurposed or like i would say upgraded to to be the the mayor butter brown statue well hey it, 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 it i like that a lot but it sounds like your friend is, is talking about uh being a, a, a you know a farmer baron uh what do you what do you say uh what do you say you put old butter brown forward for that you you guarantee me uh that seat here as the ruler of uh Quinlandia uh then you know butter me up if you will um look mayor butter up there are no guarantees in this world you know i a life lived and died uh i can tell you that but i can also tell you doesn't hurt to try. Well, definitely, I will definitely mention your name. <laughs> Quinny says, having forgotten it, uh, to the big uh, to the big guy out there. You roll for... me a deception check. <laughs> yeah, see, this that's... is Quinny's problem. Is he didn't lie to his parents or the crowd. So that's a that's a four. Oh, uh, for a total of seventeen. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, he got up in front of that crowd and just be like, a dragon is coming. We'd all be leaving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you heard of Smaug? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, he's uh, he's really into that. Uh, and then Butthole transitions into talking about you. Uh, how do you feel hearing all these 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 kind things he's saying about you? I think the mayor starts talking about like he's like like he starts going into like sort of like logistics, but also sort of those like aspirational ideas like you know as the as the farm baron would i get a hat or like uh, yeah. Kind of maybe yeah, a better hat I, than the doctor and you know, I, he's very proud of that maybe i can have his hat and it's like bubble is getting kind of louder in my ear as he gets quieter just mentally i just can't help but tune him out and and kind of tune into what what butthole is saying and just kind of like nodding and and just providing like vague answers um and uh I think I just go quiet. I think Quinny goes quiet. Um, and there was a time when he thought of himself that way mm-hmm. as as being a great figure or or a figure meant who was going to achieve greatness. Um, but he didn't realize at the time that like the path to that had a lot of like hardship. Mm-hmm. 
and some sacrifice and loss and things like that. Uh, so it's, <clears throat> it all sounds great on the surface level and he's glad that it appears to be working around the crowd, but he doesn't really like what he's hearing. Even still, even though it's like nice things, he's like, it still feels like a lie. You know what I mean? Cause it's like when he keeps telling one side of the story, which is like, I've done some bad things and I've been a bad person and butthole has been very supportive. And he's like, he's done some great things too, but it never feels like the full story is being told. It feels like that full story could never be told. Mm-hmm. And so it just feels so like futile to try to convey what that life is like, especially having lived and then died uh, and had an afterlife and then come back. Um, yeah. It all, it, it, it always feels frac- fractional, fractal. Like it's just mm-hmm. not the full story, no matter who is telling it. Right. And right. so there, there's just a, like, it, like, it just feels hollow in that way. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, at the end of Butthole's speech, um, uh, Raquel jumps back in and just says, um, yeah, yeah, that all makes sense and all, and that that's fine. But again, I just, hey, Ginny, what do you think? And um, do I hear that? You hear, yeah, you're hearing all of it through his, his, his comms. I just, uh, I just like, shut up for a second, Butter Baron. And I like go, <laughs> I go to the window. Um, and, Baron. uh, she, uh, she, she climbs up the statue, um, and, uh, just kind of, um, looks out over the crowd and says, uh, yeah, um, look, mom, you're not wrong about him. Um, but neither's this guy, uh, uncle butthole, uh, He's right too. And look, obviously this sucks and he kind of sucks too sometimes, but this is the place that scares him the most in the world. And from the sounds of things, he's been to literal, actual, real person hell. And he came back here anyway because he needed to and it was the right thing to do when he came here. So I don't really care if he's a good person or a bad person or like what. And obviously, like, I've got some stuff to sort out with him. But I think I'll go butthole's right. I think we should we should follow him. Because um, like, good or bad, right or wrong, he did the right thing here. So I say we follow my dad. Oh. Uh, at which point, the woods around Quentin burst into flames. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Elizabeth at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons logo is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. 
the half-blind prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Lorda Bradovic, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Welcome to Beyond the Dark. Sub-level 19 was nothing like the other floors at Machinko. There were no alabaster workbenches, no spotless white carpets. Here, it was dank, dark, and that noise. A humming, throbbing sound like a sickly heartbeat hiding behind the whir of a great machine. A large metal cage loomed out of the darkness, backlit by an iridescent blue monitor, on which a cursor blinked idly. A metal panel slid out of an aperture in the cage near the monitor, and suddenly the cursor came to life. It read, Insert hand here. Beyond the Dark, a sci-fi anthology by Mark R. Healy creator of The Strata. Find it at beyondthedarkpodcast.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts.